Welcome to the wonderful world of wine, exploring all things wine with you. We are your hosts, Kim Simone and Mark Lenzi, and you can find us on Facebook at The Wonderful World of Wine. Hello and welcome to the wonderful world of wine and welcome to our 100th episode today. We are so excited. At least I'm excited. Are you excited, Mark? Of course. 100 Yay. shows. Holy cow. <laughs> I can't believe I've seen you 100 times in the recordings. Oh my. And and more in classes and things. Yeah. So. so it doesn't seem like 100 no, to me. No, but it's been a couple of years. We started this two and a half years ago, I believe. And we're really excited to be bringing you new content every week. And there's always something interesting going on on in the world of wine. And we love to bring those topics to all of you and give our professional opinions and our own insights into those things that are going on. And there's something people, you know, the listeners probably don't know is, a, no, I wouldn't say a lot of times, but a few times we've we've drank some wine as we're talking to you. And today, Kim actually brought a special, being the bubbly queen, brought a bottle of bubbly Thought to celebrate. Thought we had to have something to celebrate. So we are going to be sipping on that as we talk to you today. Oh, there it is. I did it. 100th episode champagne. So, oh, it's not champagne. I'm it's sorry. It's not champagne. I'll talk about it in a second. So what we are drinking today to celebrate our 100th episode is a bottle of sparkling wine from Italy. Uh, it is not Prosecco. It is more Italy's answer to champagne. So Prosecco is made in a slightly different way. But this wine, which is called French Accorda, is made just like champagne. And it's lovely and it's rich and it's dry. And it's one of my favorites. This is a producer called Cadel Bosco. French Accorda from Northern Italy. And just like we talk about all the time, there are these lovely things from all over the world that are excellent for celebrating or for drinking on their own or with a variety of foods. So if they have bubbles, I love them. So cheers. Cheers. Okay, now we can start. That's right. So I, when we had the 100th episode on the schedule, I said to Kim, why don't we just do a little background for our listeners, uh, who we are, how we met, what this show's about, how we get content. So we're basically going to talk about that today to get you up to date because every every week, every once in a while, we sneak in, this is what the show's about. Obviously, you know it's about wine. But first, Kim, let's talk about our backgrounds. Kim, tell our listeners about yourself. So I have been in the wine business business since about 2002, I think was when I started uh, working in a wine shop up in Boston. I was in graduate school at Boston University learning about food and wine uh, as part of their gastronomy program. So I uh, I was working in Boston and I was taking courses at BU and I was just every day falling more and more in love with the subject of wine. And I've always loved food, but wine was something that I had enjoyed drinking and had taste, you know, taking some tasting classes, but had never really thought too seriously about about it. And and then during some of my classes, it was occurring to me that this was something that I was truly falling in love with and that I felt I could make a career out of. So I jumped ship from the job that I was at and I took a risk and started working in a wine store with uh, really no knowledge or expertise at that point. But I was learning every day between school and between work. And that was really how I got my start in the industry. I've had a number of different jobs in the wine world. So 
I've mostly been a salesman, worked that retail job for a number of years. Salesperson. (laughs) Worked that job in retail for a number of years. I also worked in wholesale. And then when Mark and I met, I had recently started my own company doing wine education and wine events. So after I began Vinitas Wineworks, I kind of hit the road and was looking for other people in the business just to kind of get to know people and to see if we could do events together. Just trying to figure out kind of my place in that whole thing. And Mark and I met and we really hit it off. And we had a lot of things that we have uh, similarities for with how we like to teach and um, just kind of our whole philosophy about wine and wine education and bringing wine to people. So it was uh, really lucky, I think, that we just are two towns over from each other. Yes. And and when we do events, I always say Kim is my partner in wine crime. So people always get get a kick out of that. We have a lot of fun. Now, the wine <laughs> store that Kim worked at is now closed. It was called Martinetti's. Yeah, it was Martinetti's. A huge wine store, very fine retail. I know a lot of people met over the years in the business yeah. that really loved the selection. And it was a there. huge store. We had like 3,000 different wines in the store and a great closeout section, like, you know, bin-ins from either the store or from our wholesale divisions. And, and a lot of people remember it for that. But I'm, I'm sad that it's gone, personally. That was... I think a lot of people were. And for you to be, that to be your first job in wine, that was an amazing store. Because <laughs> I mean, really you was. could have went to any retail or a wine shop, but that was probably one of the most premier locations at, at its time. I don't its think peak. I would have learned as much if I hadn't been there because I, I literally got to taste wine every single day with different distributors, different winemakers, different importers. I learned so much on the job. And I feel like that's one of the things that has really helped me through through my career is I've kind of got both sides of it. You know, I've got the book learning part of it from school, but then I have that everyday experience of being in the business and tasting wine and restaurant, which is what I'm doing now, is different from retail, but I do feel like I, you know, have a lot of skills that are uh, crossing over into that aspect of my new professional life, too. So Kim had mentioned she was a city girl, then she moved to Norfolk, <laughs> out of the family, myself and Franklin, so it was easy to, to connect. And you had mentioned about taking a big leap going into the wine business, but then you also, you've been doing that your whole career, leaving, well, not leaving, but putting aside maybe the side business that you started and going to Legal Seafood. So, I mean, that was a huge jump, too, but to stay within the industry just growing a different direction and you're the foodie i'm a big risk taker (laughs) i'm like this was a opportunity that i didn't really feel like i could pass up it was really a fantastic uh it's a fantastic challenge and something new for me but i love it every day so yeah and it's a little hard to juggle two two jobs you know i've got the legals gig and then my own business on the side as well so it's a lot uh it's a lot going on but it's really wonderful staying in the industry and when you left martinetti's you went to sales for ruby Mm a distributor still a fine distributor in the state one of the one of the big five i'd like to say yeah Uh, so you learned a lot there you learned i guess a lot of the the world that you probably didn't see in sales in the wine shop very different working wholesale but you were familiar with the wines because you were already selling them so it just brought you to another another level which in turn helped you start the the business and it it helps you in the restaurant business so you just continue to keep growing and all of those experiences are useful what about you Mark, how did you get your start? I know that you, uh, you and Franklin Liquors is, is a family business, and you, you and your brother took over the business from your 
father, I believe? Yes, my parents. So, so in 1978, people who were townies will remember Jimmy's Package Store, which is in the center of town. And when I was a kid, it was a penny candy liquor store soda fountain. Um, first thing we did was get rid of all that and keep the, keep the liquor. I've always worked there my whole life. Went on to a medical career. My parents wanted to retire. My brother stepped in for one, and then my uh, dad wanted to retire, and I stepped in for him. And it's been, geez, it's been 13 years now, uh, full-time in the family business. We relocated the store. And part of getting into the business, I wanted to, like yourself, learn more about wine. So I focused on wine education, kind of give a niche to the store. And that brought us to, for me, stalking you down and saying, geez, I need (laughs) to find somebody so I can do the business and look at education. I think I was trying to, we always think of how we originally met, but I think I just sent you an email saying I'd like to talk to you about I had wandered into your store actually I had done some internet research of um local wine stores that had a focus on either fine wine or education and I think your classes popped up and I was like "Ooh, Franklin they're right next door I, I should go pay a visit so I think I came in and I I left my business card and yeah you emailed or it called me like you. the yeah. day or the next day so it was it was pretty quick and that was that was great I feel really lucky that I you know wandered on in yeah. and I was thinking back how many years because we took it was a long we time. Took a cl- we took the French Wine Scholar Program together mm-hmm. in Boston. And I think that was 2000. Was that 2009? No. No, it was later than that. Because I moved to Norfolk in 2014, the very beginning so of 2014. So that was probably 2016. So I, started my, I started the business in 2015. Years, so. Yep. Okay. So now it, it, I always thought right. we met at that class, but they no, we no, met before w- that. way before that. We took that class together because we had already started to think about doing classes together and, and stuff. And the timing was really perfect for doing that French Wine Scholar class. Yeah. So it worked out great. And then it led to us partnering for classes. Then we built up, I think we're doing seven, we've done or been doing seven towns together. And it led to helping me with the wine club that we have the Franklin Wine Club, which is a meetup club. So we do events for that. We've go to trade events together. I bug you with my wine invention <laughs> ideas. And then following local Franklin news, we started this show. I approached you about the show. So I was working with the Franklin Cable TV with Pete, a great guy. Right, Kim? Yes, takes he is. care of us. And always seeing that Franklin was going to start a radio station, WFPR 102.9 FM, which we broadcast on, and approached Pete. I said, Pete, I have this idea of a show about wine. And Pete, being Pete, you know, tell Can us the idea. Can you give me a look? <laughs> he didn't give me a I think he likes everyone's ideas. But we had to go in and kind of give him the, the how we're going to do this, what we're going to I said, we're just going to talk. It was almost like a Seinfeld thing. We're going to talk about nothing, right? It's wine about nothing, and we're just going to talk. And and Pete was very receptive. We, we recorded a few shows. At first, it was like 15-minute shows. Then it went to 20-minute shows. And then we stuck with the 30-minute format. And because of the show, we take that content to a podcast and the the name was kind of interesting Kim because I you know the if you see the show it says the wonderful world of wine and then I put w WW. And I always came up with this idea of playing on the web, you know, worldwide web using the WWW working in wine. And I didn't know at the time I probably should have done a Google search. There's, there's a store 
the wonderful world of wine. It's I don't think we're having any trademark issues I right now. I don't think now. so. They're and in there's New actually a album a record for for the older generation. Someone made called the wonderful world of wine, talking about wine education. So at first we started the show that would we pop up on Google. Hmm. Now if you do the wonderful world of wine, we are all on the first page. All right. We conquered Google. So that's how <laughs> the show started. And Kim, let's talk about when I first came to you, I said, Kim, you know, I had this idea of a show. Here's what I'd like to do. I'd like to base it on this. And people probably wonder, well, how do we get content? Which is, it's, I mean, it's very easy for us. Through my business, I do a daily newsletter and a weekly newsletter. And then I'm hoping... Kim somehow when I send that or when she sees it she picks the topics that she finds interesting in there that I had put out and she comes in with the list to me we go over it uh, individually and then get together and talk about the topics with you so right. Kim were you thinking first off what did you think of the idea first and then when you pick topics how are you select so I liked the idea right off the bat I mean I felt like there were a couple of different ways uh directions that we could have gone in when you I mean, the world of wine is so vast. It's like, where do we start? And a lot of people's um, wine websites or podcasts are more focused on the educational aspect of taking different topics and talking about them. Like, we're going to talk about different grape varieties today, or let's talk about the different regions of California, you know, those sorts of things to get knowledge to people about different topics that you might want to know about that would make you a better consumer when you're buying wine or drinking wine or whatnot. But I really liked the twist on what you were throwing uh, out, Mark, about let's talk about trending topics in the wine world, because I feel like there's always something new going on, and it keeps it interesting. And we have found over the last couple of years of looking at the different topics that there are really varied things that we've spoken about. I mean, sometimes we do talk about grape varieties, or sometimes we do talk about, you know, the science of wine, but sometimes we'll talk about wildfires or we'll talk about new technologies or we'll talk about maybe somebody who is a particular personality in the wine world is doing something special or uh, starting a new winery or, you know, maybe there are new grape varieties that are being developed for certain region regions of the world, you know, those sort of changing things. So I like that we're sort of staying current on what's happening right Right now and bringing that most what I feel is the most pertinent information to you our listeners and a lot of times no we think it when we're, we're talking out the shows but I'm sure sometimes listeners might think well geez didn't they talk about this before like you mentioned the, the fires we've talked about fires a few times but it's been different locations it's been results maybe impacts or grape solutions or effects on the so one topic leads to so many other topics it right. gives us unlimited things we could literally record the show every single day we have content we have guest ideas. we have so many, <laughs> ideas, so many ideas we just don't have the time or, or, or pete would just you know we would flood pete with two-hour shows and everybody would just get totally sick of us <laughs> well i love those newsletters you send out from the store every monday mark because i go through all of those and it's not just wine because obviously franklin liquors carries more than just wine so there's also similar things for from the world of beer or from the world of liquor and new products and you know what are the current trends and cocktail ideas and things like that so like that stuff is very interesting to me too so sometimes we do some crossover things where I'm like okay 
this isn't really about wine. It might be about sake or it might be about cocktails or it might be about something else having to do with flavor and beverage and things like that. But I like that it's broad and that there's a lot of different stuff. So I'm able to go through that newsletter and be like, okay, this is a topic that maybe we've talked about to death. So we're not going to talk about it again. But oh, here's something brand new out of this wine region that, you know, maybe we don't see a whole lot of here in Massachusetts yet, but it's interesting and it's on the horizon and it's something new that I think that it would be interesting for people to know about. And I think it's funny, a lot of times when I'm putting out the content, I'll say, geez, Kim's going to definitely put this on the list for us <laughs> and to I, talk and about. And do I? <laughs> and then I can't remember if you ever did. Or I'm wondering, you know, I always think this is a good topic for the show, but I never tell you this should be good. We should cover it. I let you kind of tell me what you think is interesting because I don't want to be the the boring guy, right, for the show. Oh, you know. And boring. there's a lot of geeky stuff, too. I think we don't cover a lot. Sometimes we go off on the on geeky stuff. We probably really do more geeky stuff. things than we, than we think we do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we well, have all this wine stuff, stuff in our brains. We don't want to make it complicated we, we want to make it fun we hope you think it's fun and that's why with all the content we had i had said to kim at one time probably near episode 80 or so kim i'd like to we're doing research ourselves during the week we're not telling each other about and sharing so maybe we should add a segment what we googled this week and that's what we start the show with and it's basically things that we've done ourselves that we haven't told each other and may think interesting Mm -hmm. so we added that a lot of times kim is it's her work related it's my work related it's her foodie uh, items which i love adding the food food portion to the show and sometimes those act as springboards for other topics so we'll hear about something and then we'll Google it and we'll have a little bit more information on it. And then maybe the next week it'll pop up on our trending topics. So it all sort of rolls into one thing after another. And I, I don't think people, I'm sure it's commonplace now, but we Google so much about wine. Just to, even the research, the topics we talk about here on our own, and we actually do classes telling people how to use Google to find out about their wine. You're like the wine detective on yeah, Google. Yeah, I mean, you can find it all on the internet. You can find out. I always joke with people that people are going to find out how good that gift you gave them was when, <laughs> when they Google it. That right? happened to me the other night. <laughs> See? Someone Googled your gift, right? Or you Google someone's gift. Um, someone Googled someone else's uh, prize that they won in a, in a drawing. Yeah. Now, be aware, if you do Google a wine... It's it's going to show some ridiculous low price too a lot of times for the major. It's going brands. to be all over the place. Yeah, so, so don't go by the lowest. Yeah, it's really hard, and especially in Massachusetts because you can't buy you can't buy wine necessarily online in our state yet. So when you Google a wine and you're getting prices, you might be getting prices from all over the country, uh, and because the prices are not necessarily set by the winery, but are probably more likely set by the distribution in that state, they can be very different. And some some places might have steep discounts. Other ones might be really marking them up, you know, supply and demand, all that. So you get a really broad range of pricing for a particular bottle. So it's really hard to like put your finger on, oh, that this is how much this bottle costs. Because you might then go to a store and it's completely different. So See, just that comment right there led me to a whole other topic for another show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> being a retailer, how... You know, you can manipulate Google to to do certain things Ooh. as a retailer. So see, that's really getting getting we in there. We won't get into that because I'll, I'll you know I don't. There's not enough wine in front of me too. <laughs> to, uh, 
Go over that subject. Yeah, your one glass of French Accord is not going to get there. So let's next, Kim, talk about where people can find us now, um, other than live here on WFPR. Because of the show, the content is is taken other places. We've started a Facebook page, The Wonderful World of Wine. We would love you to follow us because a lot of educational content goes there. The, the podcasts are replayed there. We're looking for questions or comments for the show. We always put that in, you know, go to uh, Facebook page. Yeah, we would love to hear what people want to know about. Um, I like to say that I have tons of wine information just rattling around in my brain, ready to get out. So we like to hear your questions. And it gets us really excited when people come to us with the things that they really want to know. And it doesn't matter to us whether it's a simple question or whether it's a a novice question. We like them all. So um, please do feel free to leave comments on our Facebook page. And we'll be happy to talk about those questions on the show we did get some feedback from people who listen to the show who wanted to come talk wine with us and i like that idea that's something mm-hmm. in the future we have to work in more listeners as guests um, and actually more guests and we're going to talk after where to find us we're going to talk about future kind of ideas uh, but next you can also find us on twitter uh, our, our twitter handle i guess you call it is at wine education a lot of articles are posted there so you can follow and then we would discuss them here so if you want to read them yourself they're on there and then because of the radio content i said kim we became a podcast Mm -hmm. take that material which we started on soundcloud and every once in a while if we not get into the studio pete will thankfully rerun something and we base those reruns on our number one running uh shows on soundcloud which I'm amazed at the numbers, and we have a lot of fans in uh, Thailand. (laughs) All over the world. People are listening to the wonderful world of wine all over the world. So if you're into the podcast world, you can then put your content on all other... It gets picked up by all these other things, a lot I never heard of. I mean, of course, we're on iTunes, we're on Podbean, we're on Player FM, we're on Podtail. You can hear us on Pandora. It gets picked up. So if you just Google the wonderful world of wine, you'll find a source to listen to us too. And then we talked in the past, Kim, you can listen to us on your uh, Alexa. By That's right. We talked about that a couple of weeks ago. And I again tested this, Kim. I, I got an Alexa for my car. Have you seen oh, this gadget? No. You install it in your car, Bluetooth through your phone, and I'm just talking to my Alexa as I'm driving. I said, play the Wonderful World of Wine podcast. And it says, playing the latest episode. <laughs> it's amazing. And you get to listen to us. Yeah, so if you can't car. get the WFBR uh, signal, you can hear us on Alexa. Excellent. Do you and have a link on your website, above the store website, to yeah, the Wonderful I, World of Wine? Yeah, the, the website. You, I know on your website, you 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 can actually play the show, correct? Yes, you can. So, yep. your so if you go to my website, I've got a little button on there that says, radio uh, and if you click on that it has all the episodes from the most recent down to the uh, episode number one all those years ago uh, you can just click on it and it'll start playing through your computer I or your that. phone your your website is much more advanced than mine <laughs> but it's all about I, like i was saying earlier kim you, when you put in a google search of the show at first you wouldn't find us at all now we're we're dominating the first two pages which i believe led to two years in a row there was actually a thing called the podcast award and two years in a row, we've been nominated. We get nominated in an education category because they're I think very no, fitting. Yeah, there's no food and wine category mm. for this. And this year was the first year 
we, we got nominated. We got asked to send in a acceptance video in case we won. Right. Unfortunately, we did not win. But we were mentioned on this great bucket, to be nominated. Which was worldwide. And when, when I was listening to it and watching it online, it was interesting because I never knew the people that were in this podcast. Mm-hmm. Ellen, the Ellen Show won mm-hmm. awards. ESPN won awards. So to be mentioned for such a short amount of time doing a podcast, to be mentioned with those people was, was to me, mind-blowing. And I was telling my family, no way you know like come on but yeah and we could have got a trophy but you know <laughs> we we did next we year, did our though, video we so know next fun. year now when we submit uh once again we'll ask pete to help us with the little video and acceptance and this year it's, it's going to be a real acceptance video i think they're going to start doing them live so we'll fly out somewhere and It'll be big. We're looking big. So, you know, talking about the future, Kim, let's talk about things we always want to do we really haven't done yet on the show. And and Pete asks us this all the time. They they have a great system where you can call and have guests not be here. I mean, Jim does this on his show all the time, calling people up, bringing them live talking. Right. Yeah. So we have other people from the wine world that we would love to have on. So there are a few people who have written articles and publications that we've spoken about their articles that we would love to have them call in. There are people from wineries all over the place that would be excellent if we could, uh, you know, have conversations with those people who I like to say are the boots on the ground in the vineyards and in the wineries and actually making the wine that you are then tasting. And we travel and we take trips and we meet people and we go to them and they come to us. And it would be really fantastic if we could talk to some of these people on the show. I don't want the listeners to think we, we haven't been pursuing this. We have a huge list of people who committed to us authors like you said wineries i would like to follow up with um bob from la cantina we haven't talked to him he was one of our first episodes we brought him in i love to follow up what's going on with him now since he's open there's been other people who followed his format locally so much i think we need to do a couple other things we were both in business groups together what not together but the same business group in different towns and that led to to ideas of, hey, let's bring in a dentist and talk about wine related to the dental mm-hmm. world. Or let's bring in a financial guy, wine related to finance. There's so many ways we can relate wine to other businesses. So if you're l- interested in that or in those fields or can relate wine to your business somehow, reach out to us. We would love to get you on the show. As you sometimes we just talk, think about food and that's the main connection, but there are all of these other ways that wine tangentially touches uh, other aspects of life. So we like to think outside the box and, uh, you know, be a little creative and there's a lot of it out there. We were going to cover a few other topics today, but we'll save them. We're out of time, Kim. Wow. We, we've talked about ourselves. I'm sure it looks like, what, what the hell's going on today? All they're doing is talking about themselves in the show. But we wanted to do this specifically so you could get a kind of an idea. We're at the 100th episode, you know, who we are again, what the show is about. And we look forward to just doing more of this and finishing off the rest of this sparkling wine that Kim opened. And we're really thankful for you, our listeners, uh, for tuning in, whether it is live on the radio uh, in Franklin or if it's through our podcast. And we wouldn't have a show if we didn't have listeners. So thank you those of you who have communicated with us and have written in and those of you who tune in and we are very very grateful for your continued support Bye-bye.